gentlemen hey it's that time once again yeah time for euclid and oaks 2.0 mm-hmm. if you thought 1.0 was good just wait i love that blau intro just wait till you hear 2.0 yes blau i mean who I've heard is 2.0 a few times huh oh yeah this i don't even know how many episodes <laughs> we're in now but yeah blau is not only killing it in the music scene he's also killing it in the nft scene yeah yes hey blau a lot of guys are blowing up in the NFT scene. And gals. And gals. But yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen t- I've that seen many some. females yet. I know there yeah. are. I know there are. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, on wow. today's episode of Euclid Oaks 2.0, we have the famous Andreas Antonopoulos. <laughs> on this episode, we did touch on some very controversial subjects and topics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some things you might not agree with. That's yeah. okay. We're here to uh, challenge your your way of thinking on this show. And I think we did a pretty good job of that on this episode. I think you're going to enjoy it. Just uh, exposing other opinions and viewpoints, you know. It's good. It's good, you're, good stuff. can't be open, guys, to other viewpoints, uh, you're not going to have a good time. In life, not gonna make it. Ng, I don't know. Ngmi, yeah, not gonna make it. <laughs> Maybe gonna make it. Mgmi. Maybe. <laughs> Before we get to the episode here, the good stuff, the meat of the uh, episode. Under under the gravy. Yeah, we under the gravy. Interesting. The meat is usually under the gravy. That's right. <laughs> we want to say thank you to our sponsors, of course, Lisa of Coast to Coast Signings. Lisa, we just went to Asheville and yeah. we got her some bee stuff, some mm-hmm. bee tchotchkes. Love you, Lisa. I'm sure she's super excited to I receive know. some. Don't get too excited, though, because it's literally just some stickers. And <laughs> Still some, tell her what it is. <laughs> well, we tweeted out and she saw it. So oh, she already okay. knows. Okay. It's okay. Of course. And of course, she's not. She, she already knows. So. Yeah. 
I keep tell, telling her about it, and uh, I, we're going to send them. She's like, put it in the mail She's already. like, shut up already. Send me this stuff. Also, of course, Gala Games. We're going to play a cool little uh, commercial. It's uh, This not is a, a – well, not a commercial. It's a yeah. teaser for the upcoming game, Mirandus, that we are all very excited about. Yeah. So definitely check out Gala Games. Uh, also, wanted to shout out and thank you to itakecrypto.com. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear from them as well. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy this special episode of Euclid Noakes 2.0 with Mr. Andreas Antonopoulos. Yay. Bye. Be sure to check out itakecrypto.com, the free local business listings directory that lets the world know your company takes Bitcoin and other cryptos as a form of payment for your products and services. Create your free listing today, no credit card required. It's itakecrypto.com. Does your business accept Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies? Does anybody else know that? Now, with itakecrypto.com, you can let more potential customers find your free listing and let them know. More and more small businesses accept Bitcoin as a form of payment, but there aren't very many places to discover local businesses that do. itakecrypto.com offers a free directory service for all businesses that accept cryptocurrencies. Now, you can reach a larger audience and attract new customers to your business. We love cryptocurrencies, and we want to support cryptocurrency adopters in any way we can. That's why we provide you with a free platform for you to advertise, and at the same time, find businesses in your area that you'd love to spend your Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies on. Our listing plans offer three packages, and each one produces different results. We are a community put together to support unique businesses and all cryptocurrency enthusiasts. Visit itakecrypto.com to learn more and start your listing today.
<laughs> okay, we've got the uh, the video the visuals looking Thanks, good. Man. We're already recording uh, because okay. let me just be honest. I am a person that deals with anxiety and nerves. He knows. He knows. And I've basically <laughs> been ready for this for over an hour now, waiting and probably longer. And you know, doing this. <laughs> but now we are here. Very good. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's get it started. Why not? Just get right into it. Okay. I think everyone knows who we're talking to here. It's pretty obvious. You are iconic in the cryptocurrency space, the community. This is Andreas Antonopoulos. I am a huge fan. I'm a fanboy. I am inspired, Thank you. to say the least. Um, yeah, we've uh, th- since I've got into crypto, um, the very first thing I looked to was your videos and you've been you're a voice of of reason when things get crazy (laughs) you are the guy that I think people can turn to and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass here I'm I'm serious okay fine maybe a little (laughs) it's true though (laughs) but when things get crazy um you know for example the last kind of ledger hack thing where everyone got all their things Mm -hmm. you know I kind of you look to the people in the community that you can trust for guidance uh, you addressed it, and you've always sort of been the voice of reason, and Thank yeah, you. that's it. Um, apart from that, we have literally no, we don't do a script here. I don't ha- we don't have questions or anything. We're very much off the cuff, and I kind of wanted to touch on some of the crazy stuff that's happened over the year. Um, we've had, the world kind of went batshit crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, to say the least, wasn't that crazy? And and wasn't that was that scary to you, or were you were you the type who was just sort of like, you know what, we'll figure it out? Um, no, it it was it was very scary. Um, so around, um, I would say around January of 2020, I um. I got quite worried, um, mm-hmm. and my my first worry was, okay, this is this is going to trigger the kind of recession that I think has been long overdue, and that might affect tech stocks and maybe disrupt supply chains from China. So, around the middle of January, um, while we were seeing what was happening in, in Wuhan. Um, I started thinking, okay, oh boy. Um, and uh, as you probably know, I, I run a business. This isn't a solo mm-hmm. right. uh, job. I have people who depend on me to, to pay their bills and their mortgages and their, you know, their kids' orthodontics and ballet classes and whatever. And um, I wanted to prepare for that. So uh, I started kind of preparing. Mm-hmm. For a for for weathering a recession, then around the end of January, I'm like, okay, this is this is going to come to the United States for mm-hmm. sure. It's mm-hmm. we had beginning we were beginning to see what was happening in northern Italy at mm-hmm. that point, and so I bought my first batch of N95 masks mm-hmm. Smart. on January 30th. Oh, wow. um, and then I started telling my family, okay, this is what we need to do to prepare. You mm-hmm. need to get some masks. We're, this is going to, this has the potential of going pandemic. 
and nobody believes me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's funny. Like your family didn't believe you. Well, no, but they were like, well, I mean, maybe, but w- right. what are we expected to do? Just stay home and right. not yeah. go out? Yeah. Um, it was unfathomable, right? right. So um, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. I am used to um, looking at things that are happening, looking at trends, extrapolating, looking at exponentials in technology and saying, okay, we are here. If this is exponential and not linear, then one, two, three, okay. In three months, this is where we're going to be. This looks bad or Mm -hmm. good, right? Right. Um, And please listen to me. There's a small chance, but if that chance realizes, it's gonna have a very big impact. And then people ignore me or laugh at me or dismiss me. That's happened to me when I talked about the internet, Linux, when I talked about um, the web, when I talked about um, computers in the early 80s, and when I talked about Bitcoin. And it happened again when I talked about the pandemic. So um, I noticed a trend. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, okay, don't listen. I'll do what I need to do to prepare for this. And if I'm wrong, okay. But um, I think people have a lot of difficulty with events that have low probability, high impact. Right. Um, For which you do need to do something uh, if you want to avoid the potentially high impact. Anyhow, so it was was scary. and it was scary first for my business um, because I thought this was going to lead to a significant economic impact, and and it did. I mean, 2020 was a very difficult year mm-hmm. to survive as a business. Um, and then it was scary for me and my family. And then as I saw that, um, well, b- basically, um, America completely botched it mm-hmm. and um, and there was a kind of a, a deliberate attempt to pretend that this wasn't happening yeah and uh, you know as the famous uh, saying by Winston Churchill um, is you can count on Americans doing the right thing after they've tried everything else right uh, <laughs> well being an American that wasn't I was I did I wasn't having a good time during the 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 thing right I mean you know and it's it was very difficult on you know we're very much on plugged into social media and the general consensus what I saw at least the loud people were not in the same camp that I think you were, we were, it was more of like, this isn't happening. Let's, you know, this is all, there's so much conspiracy theories and stuff. I'm not gonna, I don't wanna get political, but I obviously, our president at the time did not react correctly. And we we could have handled that much better. Uh, We were the same way. Our son, he told us, Late January, I think. Late January, he said, our oldest son, he said, you guys, we need to kind of pay attention to what's happening. Be prepared. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're, we were kind of like, oh, okay, I'm sure it'll be fine. That's not true. I started buying all kinds of canned well, things. at first. And, <laughs> and then yeah. 
I think in like March, I made like a like a YouTube video where I showed the screen of like the cases and it was there was no red on the map. There was like New York and maybe California. This was like in March, I think, of last year. Mm-hmm. And I had a mask on and I was kind of making a joke and I said, we're fucked. And we ended up it that that happened. I got in the, you looked at the map and it completely, you know, this was before yep. it was in the United States really, really mm-hmm. bad. It was completely red. You know, the whole it's here. It's it's there's no there's no denying it. We can't pretend like it's not happening. People can't fathom something like that happening. I know that. Right. I think that was the, the issue with the majority of people like, wait, you're telling me we're vulnerable, like I'm vulnerable, like there's something that could that could kill me. I think a lot of people are very. I don't know. I want to say it's more about change, like, you know, it's the afraid of right. like what. Well, what does my life look like then? If I can't do this, then there, you know, so that doesn't make sense. It just isn't. Yeah, well, there's a. There, there's a concept called normalcy bias, which is the that our our brains will contort themselves in order mm-hmm. to maintain a semblance of normalcy, and and that means that um, under some circumstances we become paralyzed because of change that's happening too fast or that's too scary, right? So, right. you know, very very often people talk about um, fight or flight mm-hmm. as the natural response, but fight or flight isn't the totality of it. In Mm -hmm. fact, the real concept should be fight, flight, or freeze, Mm -hmm. um, because the the mammalian response to to danger is fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. And you see that in in crisis scenarios, some people freeze, some people fight, some people run away. Mm in, in, in a political sense. And I, and I think we, we should be political about this. If, if mm-hmm. we look at, not partisan, political, po- mm-hmm. if we look at politics as the mechanisms by which society governs itself, especially in a time of crisis, especially in a system of representative government, um, then these things matter. Th- that's what government is for. Right. And, and, and when it fails, it fails spectacularly. When leadership fails, that has implications. And so it was presented initially, I think, as a choice between uh, public health or the economy. And right. we've seen in practice that, in fact, it wasn't that. It was, it was either save public health and the economy or lose public health and the economy mm-hmm. um, because you can't have one without the other. And it revealed kind of all of the weaknesses in a system that doesn't have paid sick leave, that doesn't have right. labor protections, that doesn't have a healthcare system that's unified. And we're seeing it even now yeah. with the vaccine distribution, which is a, a complete mess. And I, I mean, for me, the most astonishing thing was when I started talking to my family in Greece and I heard about how the Greek government was, was dealing with this. And I suddenly realized that Greece is handling this with a degree of competence that is surprising to me. And I never expected Greece to handle its really? degree of competence, <laughs> <laughs> and the United States not to. I mean, right? Wh- what what is happening? We're in upside down world. I That's don't know, not man. I wasn't yeah. shocked and, by it. I mean, I, um, I didn't I didn't expect much. I don't think. I think I thought that 
that's so, what happened. So here's but. what I realized. <laughs> I'm I'm 44 years old, but like I have the mentality of probably maybe a 20 year old, maybe, you know, like uh, for whatever reason, she'll argue maybe <laughs> less than that. Um, but it, what Depends. it clicked for me is that we we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We and the people in charge don't really know what they're doing. I think there there's a lot of just winging it. We have this false sense of like um, that these people in these places that we've put in these positions, and I'm saying that our leaders and and uh, that that they they are somehow. I don't know, kind of know what they're doing, but I don't think they do. And I don't, I, I, okay, for example, Uh the thing with the cops that really shook me was during all the, 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 we had a lot of, um, during the last riots and stuff here in the United States, this was during the middle of it. Uh, I can't remember which month, but it was someone, another black, July, another black person was, was killed. And it, there was riot, rioting, you know, and this is during a pandemic already. But and the response by the police and stuff really kind of, I don't know why, but it kind of surprised me. I, I thought what like, response? well, they weren't, I don't think they were, they were treating the, the protesters like garbage and even the, um, the um the media and stuff wasn't allowed to it seems like they weren't covering now i don't know what what is truth and what is you know what i'm watching on tv but you saw things yeah. like where like loads of bricks were being like discussed like found i don't know if that what you know were they trying to incite like and make the the protesters who are literally just trying to say hey could you guys stop shooting us please you know black people i'm talking about black people could you could you could the police please stop shooting us just treat us like equals you know and i feel like that's what the protesters were saying but i feel like the the response by you know the authority was was wrong and um I can't give you exact examples of what I'm talking about, but that was just. Well, I, I, I think I think you said it right, um, which is we, we have to be careful with our our language, and I think it's really important to recognize that what happened during the summer in the United States were riots mm-hmm. by cops. Mm-hmm. The cops rioted. The cops rioted uh, countrywide. They rioted with extreme brutality against any imposition of accountability, transparency, any challenge to uh, unquestioned authority, Mm -hmm. and they rioted with extreme violence. We saw um, a a nationwide police riot, and it was brutal, and it it demonstrated precisely the degree of brutality that uh, people of color face in their communities um, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing that's changed between uh, the past and now is that now there are so many cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, people who don't live in those communities get to, get to see it. I lived in a, in a community that was primarily uh, a community with people of color. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, and I saw it. I, I saw the New York Police Department's 71st Precinct. Um, treat my neighbors with extreme brutality on a daily basis mm-hmm. uh, as a foreign occupying army and it was it was horrifying and you know th- th- there there are no good apples mm-hmm. the entire barrel is rotten so yes I mean it, it was a it was a really hard year for so many reasons mm-hmm. and you know it, it kind of 
um, it, it was just one thing after another. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think it, it culminated in this, um, to me, this, this was the year where we really saw uh, history repeat itself. Mm-hmm. If you ever wondered how it was possible for, um, for fascism to rise in Germany in the 1930s right. among communities of good people, where good neighbors did nothing to stop it. Mm. Well, now you know. Now you know exactly how it happened and how it could happen in the United States, uh, we saw. And for me, that was horrifying to, to watch blatant white supremacy. Right. Um, and, and, and to watch and to watch basically the, to reveal the fact that the, that the police is heavily infiltrated by white supremacists. And, and all of those things, just, just all of the problems that we have. And it's gonna continue happening. I mean, for me, the most disappointing thing, <laughs> ironically, was the election of Joe Biden. Um, not, not because I, I wanted Trump to, to be reelected. I, I wanted Trump to be impeached and, and imprisoned, mm-hmm. um, but, um, but because I don't think Biden's going to fix anything, right. um, yeah. because we got a corporate warmongering president to replace the corporate warmongering, <laughs> oh, interesting. narcissistic white supremacist president, right. which isn't a, which isn't going to improve things enough. And so um, I'm kind of done with it. Honestly, I'm kind of done. But what, what do we do though? Like, what what's the solution? Because we well, know we're fucked, we right? What what we do is, um, what we do is, we use the internet, we use Bitcoin, we use um, whatever flexibility we have to talk about the things we want to talk about. We use our platforms to speak loudly. Um, we use uh, we use platforms like Bitcoin to exit the system that is financing um, oppression and war uh, worldwide mm-hmm. in any fiat currency. Uh, we defund governments. Um, you know, one way to defund the police or the military is to defund the government itself. Right. Um, and and we do that with with Bitcoin, and we do it with um, the internet as a platform to communicate. And uh, I, you know. There's going to be a lot of pushback. I mean, as we're having this conversation, I can assure you there's going to be an enormous amount of um, hate that I'm going to get on Twitter for just speaking these things. It How is dare unacceptable. You, <laughs> How dare you speak your mind, sir? I know. <laughs> yes. I mean, big, big, um, part of the reason for that is because Bitcoin has been, uh, well, there's been an attempt to hijack Bitcoin mm-hmm. by uh, a far right, uh, ultra conservative, radical agenda. And, uh, and I think that's kind of disgusting. Um, it's to, to me, it's, it's not, it's not, um, unreasonable to oppose fascism, to, to say black lives matter to, you know, to me, these are straightforward, obvious truisms. And, um, and I never saw Bitcoin as something that has any relationship to specific political ideologies or anything like that. It's supposed to be a neutral platform, Mm -hmm. but and and I have the 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 I have um, the right to speak my opinion. But when I do speak my opinion on these topics, um, I get viciously attacked by people who cannot tolerate 
uh, an opposing opinion. So, I mean, it's going to bring a lot of pushback. But if, if those of us who have the the safety, the privilege, the freedom, the ability, the flexibility to speak, mm-hmm. um, right. don't speak, um, how are you expecting people who will get murdered for speaking right. to speak? So well, I think that's why it's important. I was going to ask you something, and well said, by the way. I agree with everything you, you just said. Um, I was going to say this. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> a lot of us, I don't think, can regulate ourselves. And a good example of that is um, the <laughs> way everyone reacted or didn't react to the pandemic, for example, all grouping together. And, and I'm not talking about the things that was happening with the rioting, but the like going to bars and things. And, you know, when it was really at its height and we didn't know, I think we've, we've kind of seen, you know, it's been over a year now. Um, but in that time where we didn't know what, what to believe, you know, how bad this thing was. We saw that people were dying. We saw that first responders are dying. We saw that, you know, people, uh, doctors and nurses were, you know, struggling. There was hospitals and people were just adamant that it was not happening and that it was all a hoax. And they're at bars and, and going crazy and living their lives. And my, my, my thought is like, what's the balance? Because you said like, you know, defund uh, the police and 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 and, and uh, what's the balance? Because I honestly, I don't think as a people we can figure out how to. We don't know what's best for ourselves. We we're dumb, man. You know. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. So that would speak to funding education. I mean, right. part of the reason that you have a lot of these problems is because in order to fund. Um, the police, for example, or the military, we've starved all of the other institutions of society of any kind of funding. So schools are underfunded, infrastructure is underfunded, um, basic um, support systems are underfunded, their mental health is underfunded, uh, and healthcare is underfunded. So as a result of that, uh, in order to fund these things, you create more problems on the front end. There's been a very deliberate attempt and a very effective uh, attempt to undermine science education in the mm-hmm. United States. I mean, I, I was educated um, in a school in Greece, mm-hmm. and um, I went to university in, in England. And in, in terms of science education, I've kind of seen what the science curriculum is like. Um, it is embarrassingly bad, and that's in the good schools. The United States. Right. <laughs> um, so science education is terrible in, mm-hmm. in this country. And so not only that, but there is a cultural drive to to make it so that scientists and being smart and having knowledge is seen as a weakness. In fact, it's seen as strength to be dumb and right. have bravado and machismo and uh, attitude rather than knowledge. Um, that's deliberate, right? Mm-hmm. If you keep a population stupid, you can control right. that population. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to, to me, the, the real issue is the, the, the lack of education. You know, it's not just a matter of political leadership because 
you look around and you have your neighbors buying into conspiracy theories and unable to understand kind of the very, very basics of how respiratory disease work, how, mm -hmm. um, you know, how protective measures that you take, not just for you, but also to protect the people around you, the fact right. that you have a asymptotic transmission and all of these things, fairly simple concepts, but, um, and, that puts everyone at risk. And mm -hmm. uh, of course, the the less responsibly everybody else behaves, the more precautions you have to take. Right. <laughs> right. That was, so, that was my thing on Twitter early, okay, was, you know what? You know, um, fine, you don't want to put on a mask or stay home, but you're, you're kind of fucking up my shit. You know what I mean? Like by you spreading and going out and pretending like the shit isn't real, you're kind of fucking up my shit here at home. Like I can't just chill at home. I can do this for a year. I'm good. Like we're good. Our kids are homeschooled. Uh, we work from home. I don't really like people anyway. I'm good. If I don't care if I never see my family again, honestly, they're they're horrible people. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, you're not kind of. But um the point is, the point is, you guys are fucking up my thing because, like, maybe I don't. After about a year, I might be over this and I'm ready to get out and stuff. And which we did. Tamara and I took a little mini vacation. <sighs> We're responsible. We wear our mask, but we did go to restaurants where you literally take off your it's, mask to eat. Okay, yeah. um, was that a little irresponsible of us? Probably. Am I losing my fucking mind, Andreas? <laughs> yes. Okay. And sometimes... I mean, everybody. Everybody is. I mean, yeah. that's the other thing, which is that to, to, to look at this purely as um, the, the COVID pandemic is to see it too narrowly. Mm -hmm. um, this was not just um, a respiratory virus pandemic. It was also uh, a global mental health crisis. Mm -hmm. It was also a global political crisis. Um, and... A lot of people really did lose their mind and there's a lot of fear uh, anxiety and mm -hmm. in some cases rage mm -hmm. and we're beginning to see that now boiling over so mm -hmm. I, I even though we can we can vaccinate um, you know for for SARS-CoV-2 and uh, I'm, I'm uh, getting my vaccine soon I'm very very glad I will be able to do that. Um, we can't vaccinate for fear or rage mm -hmm. or um, anxiety or depression or all of the other things that come from a globally traumatic event, right? Mm -hmm. The entire planet underwent trauma. It is not normal to be fearful of human contact, uh, to be isolated, to be deprived of touch, of social contact, of engagement, um, or for children to be deprived of uh, close contact with their friends, of innocent play. These are not normal things. And, right. and our psyche was wounded, mm -hmm. right? Even if our lungs were not. Um, I found it very difficult. Um, as you probably know, and I, I talk about this often, I also suffer from anxiety. And uh, I have in the past suffered from depression as well. And it's, it, I, I'm in an environment where there are now environmental triggers for all of these things mm -hmm. that push my buttons hard. Mm -hmm. and, um, and also I'm an extrovert. 
So mm-hmm. being locked up in a house, not, not good for me, not good for my psyche. Mm-hmm. Being indoors all the time, not good for my psyche. So I don't think this will be over so fast. Uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful that by this summer, we'll be able to breathe more safely, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there will be waves of repercussions right. from the mental trauma that's being created here. And, you know, I think at this time, one of the things we can do is understand that sometimes the friends who we haven't been in touch with um yeah. maybe check in and say hey how are you yeah. doing mm-hmm. i know things are hard um but i just wanted to check in with you um yeah. because obviously if you are if you are having anxiety and or depression or any other kind of um struggle with mental health one of the first things you do is you cut off contact yeah, uh, yeah. i know i do yeah. i i don't want to answer emails or respond mm-hmm. to people when i'm having a hard time so if one of your friends is being a bit more quiet than usual, check mm-hmm. in. This is a good time to, to reach out and, and, and help other people. That's a good sign to look for, too. So. Well, I just went yeah. through that. Uh, I mean, literally two days ago came out of like a bad one. Like, I'm, you know, I've got we, I, we have we, Tim and I are blessed that we have a lot of online friends. OK, we don't have a lot of in real life friends, but we're good <laughs> with that. But we have a large community of of good people that we've met here and we um and and i did that i pulled back and i'm like i don't want to talk to anybody leave me just leave me leave me alone (laughs) depression does that it feeds that though and and especially when you add anxiety to it because not only do you have the the i don't want to do anything but you've got the anxiety demon saying that you're you're a piece of shit because you're not doing anything right you know that Mm -hmm. you you need how dare you let these people down and you know and you're whatever um so you've got that double and it is it's bad it's extreme a a friend of ours just uh on twitter one of his uh friends committed suicide Mm -hmm. and just recently and it's it's horrible and i know and there's there's probably people that we were interacting with that you kind of like wait i haven't heard from that person in a while you know i wonder if they're okay um i think what's important and what i the way i've always um, the position I'm and what I'm trying to do with with my whatever the hell it is that I'm doing online and stuff is I want people to see that that flawed people like myself can still and like you're a great example too of like you've had I'm not saying you're flawed I'm saying like you've had no, everyone's I flawed absolutely. everyone is absolutely you know, yes and I, I will talk about it publicly for the same reason because yeah. it's it's easy to look at someone and see only the bits that they put out in public and say Oh, you got your shit together, right? Um, and 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 sure, maybe I do, but that doesn't mean that I don't also have moments when my shit is very much not together mm-hmm. at all. Right. And everyone does mm-hmm. to to degrees, right? So, and it's important to say that you're you're not alone if you're struggling, um, especially now. But in any time of my life, there there were always times when um, I'm having a bad day mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and and I, I think it's important to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Something else that it, it just kind of recently kind of set home for me is like we're taught you're it's not okay to be sad. We're taught that you mm-hmm. shouldn't be this way. You shouldn't feel that. You know that's what I was hammered in with like with my 
my cold unloving mother and I won't get into that now because we don't have enough time but my mom didn't love me or hug me Andreas and as a result this is what we have here is this but no I'm kidding well I'm not but (laughs) the point is this you you know you go to your mom when you're 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 a teenager or whatever and you're like hey mama you know I'm having this depression and it's like you know uh stop why are you sad you just stop being sad and I think that's the general um society right, snap out of it yeah right. what just stop just stop being stop being that way well, the, um, the, yeah and that's exactly like if you if you um break your ankle and somebody mm-hmm. says stop moping around all day just stand up what's wrong right. with you just well, walk <laughs> it's a sign of it's almost like a your admission of weakness that oh you're down you're sad you know that's not okay but i think what i'm what i'm learning and like i said i'm 44 years old i'm still i have no clue what i'm doing no absolutely no clue don't forget that young people out there that are listening to this it's okay to not know what the fuck you're doing i think the point is um i was going to make is that it's okay to be sad it's okay to be down you know that's not necessarily a a bad thing you don't want to be so down that you want to like hurt yourself obviously if you're feeling if you have those thoughts you need to reach out But it's okay to be down. It's you don't always have to be up and uh, Mr. Showman and then doing and and it's okay to to take that time and and just go inward if you have to and and be depressed and own it and just be sad and feel that shit and figure out what the hell's going on. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, it's okay. So good news, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, Many, many studies have shown that uh, happiness isn't something that is constant through life. Mm -hmm. But in in fact, it follows a rather predictable curve in most people. And that is it's it's a U-shaped curve. So, you know, when you're when you're a child and you have no responsibilities and you don't really understand what's going on, um, your happiness is high. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, un- right. unless you're in a traumatic environment. But right. generally speaking, children are relatively happy because obviously ignorance is bliss, as right. they say. And, um, and, and, and then it gradually declines. Um, it, and after puberty, it starts declining a bit faster. Um, and then there's this period somewhere between 20 or 25 to 40, 45, where you hit the lowest point of happiness across your lifespan. Hmm. Um, and those 20 years are the years when you don't yet know who you are, what you want in life, but shit got real. Right. <laughs> and so, and, and, and it's traumatizing. You come yeah. out of, you finish university, maybe you have a series of goals that have been set up um, where, you know, part of it is what your parents wanted you to be, part of it maybe is what you wanted to do, and you've got these series of milestones, and they're predictable, and they're regular, and you can see the next one right in your immediate horizon, and you just, all I have to do is make it through this midterm, then that final, then right. this here, then that here, and then you graduate, and you're like, oh, shit. Because then you look, and it's just an endless road into the horizon of do whatever you want, but it's all going to come back to you. Um, I had a mental breakdown when I finished university, not not a severe one, but an existential crisis, which was like, oh shit, what do I do now? Um, And and, and that continues. And then you spend this whole process of about 15 or 20 years trying to figure out who you are and what you want. Um, And some people do it faster, some people do it slower. Um, I think it's also important to have a coach, a therapist, something. 
Um, mm. You need mm. a neutral third party to talk to um, who can teach you some fundamental skills, um, whether uh, that's about how to, to manage your life or if it's about how to understand your emotions and, and regulate them. And then, and then around, just around when I turned 40, something magical happened to me at least, which mm -hmm. was I started understanding who I was and what I wanted in life and building my confidence as to what I wanted and why I wanted it. Um, and that curve's been going up since. That's so good. there is a turning point ahead, right? Where you build enough of the tools and you get to know yourself enough mm -hmm. and you start getting a bit more freedom and flexibility in your life. The kids are like, get out of here. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I think it was it when gets you better. figured out your purpose, right? Is that when, you know, you sort of, you notice like your happiness, like you kind of like, okay, I know what, I know why I'm here. Cause we don't know. No one knows why we're here, especially if you're like me. You're not religious. You're like, what's the why are we here? Why am I here again? Like, why? You know, and um, yeah, I mean, partly, yes, certainly being involved in in Bitcoin and in this community has given me more purpose than I had before. But I had already figured out who I was before I got into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I kind of entered Bitcoin with a fairly high degree of confidence and, and focus. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it happened a few years before that. Um, yeah, you know, I've I, I got into computers when I was eleven years old, so I always knew what I liked. Right. Uh, what I didn't know is who I was um, necessarily, and mm -hmm. what I wanted, which which are two different things. And uh, and you know, just like you, I'm I'm also an atheist, and so I I'm not looking for some external purpose. Purpose is something that comes from within, in, mm -hmm. in my view. Right. Uh, to to clarify for me, I'm agnostic. I I'm one of these. You know, I'm because I'm very much like honestly, I think anything is possible. If there is a God or whatever up there, some old white man, I highly doubt it. I really <laughs> highly doubt the way the, you know, the whole, it's so, sorry, it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Come on. I mean, you, <laughs> the entire thing is so ridiculous. Come on. And that's part, and I, again, you know, obviously we're triggering some people here, but that's part oh, of, no, more hate mail. that's the problem. Guys, I hate to say this, but if you just like subscribe to the like, just just believe what I'm saying because I tell you to kind of thing, it kind of removes the like the thought process of your brain. And it kind of makes you think that just tell me what to believe. Just tell me what to do. And um, and then I'll be fine. You know, uh, just take the wheel, you know. Some people need that, I think. Um, and I think I wish I was. I wish I had the luxury sometimes of being believing in religion because then I could just chill. Then I could just be like, <laughs> you know what? Leave it up to the man up there. You know what I mean? He'll take care of it. But the, the truth, and I hate to say this to a lot of people out there, this might not be the right time, but I don't think there is anything. I don't think there's a dude up there that's taking care of you and watching you and you, we're all going to be <sighs> living happily ever after after we go. I think... You know, my wife believes something different as far as like energy, like it can't be destroyed. I think this is it. This is our shot. And this is why I think it's okay to believe what I'm believing. I think this is it. You get one shot. 
you better do good. You better be okay with your to your other people on here. Whatever we are, these weird beings that we are, okay? Just be good. Just be cool. You'll have a better time if you want to call it karma or whatever. But don't do it because you, if, you, if you're good, you'll get rewarded in the afterlife. Do it because we're here now. Yeah. This is it. We're here. Yeah. You have a shot. Have, like, take it. Have you heard the Buddhist saying that is... Um, Every person has two lives. Your first life begins at birth, mm -hmm. and your second life begins when you acknowledge the fact that you only had one life. Right. <laughs> right. Um, when it's you true. truly embrace that idea that this isn't this a dress rehearsal, mm -hmm. this is the show. This is it. Mm -hmm. And whatever you make of it, however you live it, whatever you do, whatever impact you have on the world, this is it. There is no second chance, there is no other chance. But when you really un understand that, become fully aware of it and embrace it, and of course, five minutes later you might forget it and yeah. get caught <laughs> up in the day-to-day -day, um, trauma. <laughs> trauma and right. trauma. Dr drama. And drama. Uh, drama. With a G. Trauma, drama, trauma, <laughs> drama. Uh, but but that's really really true. Um, so yeah, the I think one we're thing, on the same page here. The one thing we do not have: you can accumulate so much wealth. Okay, you can accumulate. You can be like Beeple and have seventy million dollars after some NFTs. But what you cannot have is more time. This is it. The time. What you have. You know, being with your kids, being with your yeah. with your loved ones. This is it. You don't get, you can't yeah. buy any more time. So uh, th it's true. Um, you could probably cryo freeze yourself now if that's going to help you out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but we, we don't, all I know for sure is certainties that I am here for some reason. Um, and uh, it's, it's not great sometimes. You know, sometimes my brain tells me bad things like, you know, it, that's the depression thing and the, and the anxiety thing. And, the, and mm. it makes you, it tricks you into thinking things are not good or whatever. And if I think it's you, overthinking, but well, and the anxiety part of it, and that it's weird that our our brains yeah, not the depression. I meant the anxiety. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird that we have these flaws. Like we're we're humans and stuff, but yet we, you know, and like cancer and all these things that like these flaws that that destroy us and and um, it's weird that they're built in, you know, I, I don't really know why that, that is. And people are, there's people that are suffering and yeah. and just just because they're alive, because maybe their body's been eaten up by some kind of sickness or something. And this is very, very dark and we're getting <laughs> very dark. But the point is this, guys. Yeah, but you, you, take, you take the things that, um, that you find difficult in your existence mm -hmm. and instead of hiding them instead of hiding behind them instead of using them as an excuse or a reason to just step away from everything you take that and you you use it you use vulnerability mm -hmm. as a means to connect with other people mm -hmm. um and i there's a great term i don't remember who who coined it, is the, the idea of weaponized vulnerability right it's right. you're using vulnerability as as a weapon to challenge the world to to go out there and show a side of yourself that is powerful and and that other people can relate to and connect with and that impacts their life and it gives your words power and i think that's that's an important thing i try to keep that in mind myself and try to do it mm -hmm. and i try to speak openly about the challenges that i have um and and not hide the the parts of me that i don't like um, mm -hmm. behind that. 
I also heard some other good advice, which is, um, you know, when, when you do have that, that voice of doubt uh, in your head, it's, it's sometimes a good idea to give it a name um, mm. and an image. So, you know, call it Brian. Imagine a cantankerous um, 80-year-old boomer who is a miserable person who you don't really respect, trust, or care about their opinion, and then address them like that. Right. So it says to you, oh, you're this, you're that, you're the other, and you're like, oh, shut up, Brian. <laughs> I don't care what you think. Stop it. Uh, it, it works really well. It will boost your self-confidence if yeah. you visualize the, the negative voice in your head as someone who don't really care about their opinion. That's, that's good. I like that tip. You deal with things similarly like Tamara and I deal with things uh, with comedy. Oh. And, um, oh, I was like, I don't know that we deal with things the same. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> you and I. <laughs> well, Tamara, we connected that we both have, a, a, you know, our... A, a dark sense of humor and we tend to you're even better at it than me you tend to find the light in things like how crazy is this shit like how absolutely ridiculous right. is what is what is happening to me and you have to laugh at it and she she's really good at, at looking at it and going this is so absurd that it's, it's laughable it's it's mm-hmm. it's a comedy yeah. it's yeah, this is comedy like the, the bad stuff and right you have <laughs> to have you have to have tools in your tool belt Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, some people go to substances and drinking and alcohol, and they and they reach to that, and that's you know kind of how they cope. I think if you can figure out, and and some people can do that their whole lives and be okay. I think if you could figure out a way to deal with the absurdity and the absolute crazy fact that no one knows what the fuck's going on, no one knows why we're here, and there's no rules, and there's no rule book, and there's there's sorry, there's just no book. Okay, I know people argue yeah, that there is a book happens for no reason. Right? It's it's chaos. It's absolute. Yeah. It's just chaos, and it's it's an accident. Um, it's a good accident, I guess, that we're here, and we are here. Find some tools in your tool belt that let you deal with the fact that that, that how crazy and absurd this is and how I think you have to learn them, you know, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a learning thing. Um, Yeah. Existence is a violent, non-consensual act that we all have to deal with. I know. Sometimes I'm like, yo, I didn't I I, I don't recall being like lined up and being like uh, volunteering, like uh, put me in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just I'm here, you know, and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know yeah. not to try not to hurt other people, try not to hurt myself, you know, like that's it. That's mm. it. That's basically it. Try to like, <laughs> try to do things that, you know, give you meaning and purpose and, and, but we don't know. We don't know. We let yeah. other people, you know, mean people on the internet, like piss us off. And so we <laughs> react or, or maybe our ego gets in the way and we, we get offended or whatever, but we're figuring it out as we go along. Um, I don't want to keep you. It's been an hour. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Yeah, um, it's not, not quite. Yeah, but I wanted to thank you personally for taking your time to talk with us. Um, oh, it's my pleasure, always. When I felt most 
afraid. I reached out to you. Oh my gosh. And he during, DMs you like uh, insanely. I'm, I'm always like, will you just stop? And I want to say thank you. You did. You had good <laughs> advice because I'm like, what the fuck are we, what do we do with, what do we do with the, I'm, I'm kind of like, where do we go? And your advice to me was just, just love. And that's, Aww. that's it. Just maintain, yeah. maintain. I I said that. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> that was the gist of it. And it boiled down to, and it, you said, d- just keep your, your sobriety and remember love. And that's, that kind of, it just Aww. sort of guided me through a really hard time. Um, well, and we all, we all did it. We made it. We're here. It's not over. Um, we didn't all make it. I think we've some lost of, some people. Unfortunately, and it's not funny, but we did lose some people along the way. Yeah. And, but we we're still doing this thing, whatever it is we're doing. Hopefully, if there's a purpose for us all, we're doing, you know, we're doing good. <laughs> I don't know. How did Greece handle it? That was so much better than <laughs> what we what we did here. Um, there there is um, there is a spirit of kind of civic civic duty, and we're all in this together. And oh, okay, that the makes sense. Leadership, the leadership of the of the country at the time um, presented this as okay. Buckle up, we're going to go into this. We're all going to go into this together. We're going to support each other and uh, figure it out. And it, it's not perfect by any means. Right. Um, you know, every society will show its biggest cracks when it's put under pressure like this. Uh, and there were certainly some ugly elements that came out, uh, but overall, it's it's handled. And it right now, Greece is in a very harsh lockdown because they need to uh, get the case numbers under control because the hospitals are overwhelmed, and also because the tourist season is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, which is a huge part of the economy. Right. But you know, they're working. Uh, on. Before yeah, we go, I mean, my, my dad's 90 years old and oh, wow. he uh, left his apartment. He went outside his apartment for the first time two weeks ago after a year. Wow. He yeah. was, that was he did us. not leave his apartment for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, not even to go downstairs or not even to. Wow. Yeah. yeah. In an apartment, too. Open, that that's was a big us. deal. He didn't yeah. open his friend, his front door for a year mm-hmm. uh, almost. And. And he got his. He's ninety years old. He got his vaccine. He's now oh good, um, and he did well with it. And which vaccine are you going to get? Because I'm kind of like trying to figure out. You said you're getting one. I mean, the simple there? answer would be, um, I do not care. No, <laughs> okay. any any vaccine, I would take any of them, including the AstraZeneca vaccine. Mm-hmm. I've looked at the various clinical studies and the statistics and the data from that. I generally tolerate uh, vaccines very well. I've been, because I travel internationally and because I've right. traveled to many um, uh, tropical and subtropical countries, right. um, not only do I have my, so here's a funny story. I got my childhood vaccinations um, in, uh, in Greece mm-hmm. and they didn't keep really strong records and i had this little very old booklet of my childhood vaccination so then when i went to england to become a student um they weren't very confident that i had done them properly so they readed all of my childhood um vaccinations i got mm-hmm. all of them like right. something like eight or nine vaccines again right 
then I emigrated to the United States uh, and after checking to make sure that I didn't have tuberculosis because I'm from dirty Europe, they <laughs> then gave me um, 11 vaccinations. Wow. I had to do 11 vaccinations to get in um, to the United States. Wow. And then when I started traveling a lot, um, and especially once I started traveling for, for Bitcoin, I then went and did all of the other ones that I could right. reasonably do. So um, I have had more than 100 vaccinations wow. probably at this point. Wow. Okay. Have you had maybe, any maybe, bad okay, reactions? Maybe not. And I, and I do the flu vaccine. I've been doing the flu vaccine every year for okay. probably right. 15 years. No, I, I mean, you know, I have the occasional sore arm or if the vaccine is one that's, uh, th that has a significant immunity effect, I might get the the post-vaccine day of mild mm. flu kind of reaction, which I expect I will get. I'm getting right. the Moderna vaccine, okay. Uh, okay. hopefully, if all goes well. But but in any case, doesn't does not matter. I would line up for whichever thing they they wanted to, whichever vaccine they they would give me out, out of the ones that are approved in the United States. Um, I'd get anyone. I wanted to ask him one more thing about conferences, because I know that that's what you do. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you do yeah. a lot of things, but that is one of them speaking and conferences. And how do you feel? I mean, obviously, that's affected you. And I mean, are you doing better? Yeah. You're, you're OK. So you're you're finding other means. And um, oh, but, no, I mean, uh, basically um, within uh what I was afraid of would happen in, in January of last year mm -hmm. by the end of February happens. Right. Um, and then everything got canceled. Yes. And right. um, so I used conferences to subsidize my education business, uh, mm. commercial right. conference, community conferences I always do for free, but mm -hmm. you know, right. um, and to, to help me with my travel. Mm -hmm. So all of that went away. So my business lost 75% of its income wow. in uh, three weeks. Wow. Uh, the only That's other cool. time that has ever happened to me was in, in 2009 um, when I was running a business that lost about half of its income in a matter of a month. That's insane. Um, this time I was prepared for it, mm -hmm. so managed to weather it. But it, was, yeah. it was really hard. I did not lay off a single person. I did Yay. not cut anybody's hours, and we were able to um, get through it. Good, I haven't paid that. myself since 2019. Wow. Not a penny. <laughs> wow. That's tough. Um, I'm glad that you were able to keep your staff. I was wondering about that. Yeah, that's and, impressive. you know, if you were able to. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, leaned, I leaned in. I actually mm -hmm. ended up hiring three more people. Oh, wow. Good. That's great. In various positions. Yeah. And I know that there are now starting to be conferences. And how do you feel about that? Do you think it's a little early? Are you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, so there's two aspects to that. I, I'm not afraid for myself necessarily, although I wouldn't go to a conference until after I've, I've had a vaccine. I, I don't go into any crowded space ever. Um, but if uh, even if I have the, the vaccine myself, it, it seems like transmission is, is suppressed so much that I don't think I would be a risk to others. Mm -hmm. But endorsing a conference that creates an environment where they create the conditions for a gathering of large numbers right. of people who have mm -hmm. potentially traveled from different places around the world that's a super spreader event yeah, yeah. Uh, i can't see resuming those until 2022 mm -hmm. uh possibly not even until mid or late 2022 
um, until we get to a point where there are no longer outbreaks of COVID-19 around the world. That's, because otherwise it's irresponsible you know if i go there i'm endorsing that activity right yeah and I, I think it's grossly irresponsible even if you tried to do it outdoors even if you tried people are going to congregate in hotels and bars and restaurants yeah. you're creating all of the conditions to flare up another uh thing we're going to be virtual for at least another year i agree with you we're tamara and i are you know at, in the same position we're like ready we're all ready you know it's been a year like we're, we're all ready yeah. to, we're dying to you know i joke about not liking people but i also <laughs> am an extrovert i love attention you know i love <laughs> getting out there and and interacting with my friends especially my crypto friends they're they're a fun bunch of people mm -hmm. you know and and but i do think it is too early like let's like if we could just chill like you know just a little bit longer um until you know kind of we know more um i don't know what your schedule is but i feel like we're keeping you longer than we should but um uh, yeah i have a couple minutes before i have to start getting ready for my next one okay uh again i wanted to thank you was well, there anything he wants to mention yeah what, what are you working on right now that we should be exactly. keeping our eyes open um, so right now, all of my focus is on my sixth book, Mastering the Lightning Network. It's uh, it's in the final stages where we have uh, 85, 90% of the puzzle pieces, and mm -hmm. now it's just about assembling. The first half of the book is done, um, and now I'm working on the, the, the second half, which it has mostly been written. It's just about putting it together in a, in a readable narrative. I'm working with uh, two other people, um, Olalu um, Oshtakan, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, or Laulu, uh, who is the chief technology officer uh, and co-founder of Lightning Labs, which makes the Lightning Network team, okay. and Renee Picard, mm -hmm. um, who, is the, uh, who is a data scientist and educator in Lightning. And it's been a fantastic collaboration. We're doing some really nice work there. So I'm hoping that will come out uh, somewhere around mid 2021. It's very late and, um, you know, pandemic. Uh, and uh, that's that's the main thing I'm focusing on until the summertime. And okay. uh, yeah. I, last time we spoke with you, you were just starting to collab with them on that. And you were reaching right. out for it. Yeah, you yes. were reaching out to the community to help. You know, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and then many that. things happened in in my personal life as well as um, and <laughs> in, in my co-author's life and in the world in general that delayed everything. But we're we're there, we're getting there, and you can read that on GitHub at the moment because mm -hmm. it's an open source book like yeah. my other books. Um, and the the first five chapters have been delivered already to the publisher, and they're beginning to trickle out to the early release customers, but you can read it for free online. Awesome. For people that, that don't know already, how can they get in touch? How can they find your stuff? What's the easiest way? Um, I mean, pretty much Aantonop everywhere, but aantonop.com is my website, A-A-N-T-O-N-O-P. And uh, if, you, if you're interested in learning about Bitcoin and open blockchains in general, um, I have a YouTube channel that has 630 plus videos. I do a, a weekly podcast called Speaking of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, and I've published a number of books that you can find. And you do a uh, live I also sell stuff, some really nice mugs that say things too. like rules without rulers. Oh, I like it. <laughs> So, like that. so they can buy some <laughs> swag. Um, yeah, dank memes for crypto. Yes. 
Well, thank you again, (laughs) as always. You, like I said, you've been a voice of reason. Uh, You've sort of been the grounding like place that I go. If anyone asks me, if anyone's in my DMs, they're like, well, I don't know, how do I do this? I always tell them to go check out your YouTube videos because honestly, that's that's where the the information that you can trust is. Uh, (laughs) I think it's been well established that you you know what you're talking about. It's delivered well also. Uh, Yes, there is. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, that's it, man. I think yeah. we covered it. I don't, I don't know that there wasn't anything covered on this one. We literally talked about the meaning of life and we established it when nobody knows. And <laughs> I think people can at least feel good in knowing that, um, yeah, we don't know and just keep going, well, I guess. <laughs> thank you so much for all of your kind words and, and support for years now. Yeah. And it's always a pleasure. It's lovely talking with you. And thank you. Thank you. And the Yay. community thanks. And you. I, I hope you, you know, the rest the rest of this time is easy on you, yeah. as easy as it can be yeah. in your family. So you too. Yeah, as well. thank you. Appreciate All right. it. <laughs> Hang out for All one right. second. I'm All gonna right. stop this. Hey. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was another episode of Euclid Oaks 2.0. How did you think it went, Tamara? Loved it. We did great. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I want to do a special shout out and thank you to all of our sponsors. That's Lisa at Coast to Coast Signings, Gala Games, and iTakeCrypto.com. You guys uh, are much appreciated for listening to this to our our rantings and our uh, silliness on our show (laughs) and make sure you check out our website at euclidandoaks.com and thanks Andreas for coming on our show bye everybody